bless you all. Please be seated. Whoops, forgot my glasses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Grand entrance. Sorry about that. Uh, my name's Rhonda and it's my privilege to bring the Bible reading this morning with my glasses. And this is about the Magi visiting the Messiah. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 2 and I'm going to read the first 12 verses of this chapter. So Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Coming up the front. When he had called together all the, chief, the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you, Mrs. Evans. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to those who are at home who are joining us online. And before I jump into our talk for this morning, I wanted to invite all of the boys and girls who have brought a toy with them that they picked this morning to open. If you bring it up on stage, then we're going to do it a little bit different this year because it'll take too long otherwise. <clears throat> Follow the example of Franklin, my grandson. Did you get that for Christmas? Did you get that for Christmas? Okay, wait a minute. You get to pick it. A chocolate. This will take half an hour. Oh no. Alright, you two take one and then we're going to do it different. If all the boys and girls who have got a toy, who brought it and show, just bring it and show me. Stay up here. Want a lolly? Just one. Okay. If you come and line up across the front. Large immovable object, careful. 
Doesn't she look pretty? Is that it? No. Still more coming. What have you got? Squish my love. A what? A squish my love. A squish my love. Oh, smell it. Sorry. You got one too. Smaller version. What did you get? A dog man book. Unleashed. Dave Pilkey. Oh, excellent. Filled with lovely cartoons and words, and you can read that. What have you got? Pop it. Pop it. What do you do with this? Oh, you pop it. <laughs> then what do you do? When it's all pop, what do you do? Wow, that's an excellent toy. That'll keep you busy. Money got a beautiful book, Clarice. Franklin got a book called Build a Block. What did Violet get? A shirt. A shirt, shoes, magnificent new sandals, shoes. What did you get? A monster truck. Which is an excellent gift for a girl, I think. Whoops. Because there aren't as many of you, we'll just do this very quickly. Take a chocolate. If you had one, take another one. You can go. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. See you later. Oh, what did you get for Christmas? I didn't ask you. What did you get? I got a blade blade. You got a what? A blade blade. A blade bike. No, a blade blade. Blade blade. See? Yeah. What does it do? Like you... Have a ripper and yep. then you, you twist verse it. other people and then you rip it and then it will verse other blade blades. Oh, excellent toy. <laughs> you guys got a lolly? What did you get? What's this? This is a ball. That's a See, ball. You can untrap it and then when you press this button, it comes back to you. Sort of like a yo yo. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> A yo-yo doesn't have a button. A yo-yo doesn't have a button. That's correct. A yo-yo doesn't have a button to bring the ball back up. Do you want a, do you want a chocolate? No, I haven't had to. Okay. Merry Christmas. Time to go. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, down the stairs. Off you go. Follow, follow them. Have a chocolate. Never go on stage with what is it? Animals hand. Yeah. I love that poppet. <clears throat> I'm going to get one of them. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, you're back for seconds. Show your mother. Did you get one, sweetheart? Don't want one. Merry Christmas to all the kids. If you're here this morning and you didn't get one, then I'll see you at the end. I'll come and try to give you one. Don't leave the building without getting something from me. Violet, can you give that to Franklin, please? Thanks. Can we put the first slide up? Because that's where I need to go. I want to take a few minutes this morning to talk about just the responses to Christmas. Um, <clears throat> and before I do that, there was something else I wanted to do helps if I turn it on. It's on. Huh. 
I want to correct some of the myths and legends and traditions about Christmas. <clears throat> and it's difficult to do because you're fighting against all of the implications and the teaching of the Christmas cards and the Christmas carols. And the Christmas carols, particularly the hymns that we sing, they're the main culprit sometimes. They've added stuff in which just isn't there in the Bible. For instance, <clears throat> um, Silent Night. Now, I'll get into trouble for this, but I'm used to getting into trouble. This is my wife's favourite song. And it has a line in it which talks about radiant beams from his holy face. Rubbish. There weren't any radiant beams from his holy face. He wasn't glowing in the dark when he was born. <laughs> the Lord Jesus, God himself, became human, fully human. The only time his glory was revealed was Mount of Transfiguration. That's correct. And until then, it was hidden. It was kept away. Or um, the wise men particularly is where most confusion reigns. And you see them often on Christmas cards in that. <clears throat> we three kings of Orient are... Written in 1857. Number one, we don't know there were three. There could have been, but we don't know. Um, we three kings, we don't think they were kings. And Orient, we don't think they're from the Orient. We know they're from the East. But we still say, it's a magnificent song. I like the song. And these songs are fantastic, except they contain some error. So we need to be careful to examine exactly what happened at Christmas. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And to replace we three kings of Orient are, I'm suggesting we sing we three Parthian astronomers bearing gifts travel afar. <laughs> May not catch on. Before I do anything else, last night we did it, we asked a question and I gave the kids a chocolate. That went for way too long. So this morning I'm just going to ask questions about Christmas and just shout the answer out. Okay? Some are easy. Be careful. Question one. What's the name of Jesus' mother? Mary. Easy. In, oops. In what town was Jesus born? Whoa. What did Joseph and Mary, how, why did they travel to Bethlehem? Such enthusiasm. <clears throat> Who knew Mary was pregnant before Joseph found out? God. <laughs> Safe bet. Angels. Elizabeth. Who knew Mary was pregnant before Joseph? Yeah, okay, Mary. And? Don't have wings. But it's what we do. We think they've got wings. You show me in the Bibles where angels have wings, except for the cherubim and cherubim. Angels don't have wings. Oh, I'll go backwards. Were Joseph and Mary rich or poor? Who said both? Oh, you were here last night. They were both. Until the wise men came, they were poor. After the wise men came, they were... Oh, because of the gifts. Who told Joseph to name the baby and why? The angel and why? You have to name the baby Jesus because... He will save his people from their sins. Jesus means saviour. Who were the first people to visit Jesus? Shepherds. Shepherds. Where did Mary lay the Lord Jesus? What's a manger? 
How did Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem? Who thinks it was by donkey? Who thinks it was by walking? Camel? Cart? Uber? I think we've done them before. Yep. There's a few more. Ten. Hurry up. Oh. Did you move there? Well, it's doing its own thing. What is the manger? How did the people first visit Jesus? Why did the wise men visit Jesus? Three reasons. One, they saw his star. Two, to worship him. Three, to give him gifts. That's right. What gifts did the Magi bring? Gold, Frankenstein, and Smurfs. Yeah, that's right. Gold, common sense, and furs. <laughs> Were the wise men from different countries? Each other. Were the three different wise men from three different countries? Does say they weren't, they were from one country. You'll find out. Did the wise men follow the star of Jerusalem? Put up for yes. Hand up yes. Hand up no. No. They didn't follow the star from the east to Jerusalem. The star appeared and they left. Then when they get to they went to Jerusalem. And then when they got to Jerusalem, the star reappears and they followed the star from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. In what town did the wise men see Jesus? Now you're all gun shy and scared stiff. (laughs) Bethlehem. Here we go. After Jesus appeared, was born in Bethlehem in Judea, notice that it says after. So the wise men don't turn up at Christmas. It's after he was born. And it's anything from 12 months and longer before they turn up because when they come you'll see they don't find a babe they find a child well after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod we know when he reigned 40 37 BC down to 4 BC March 4 BC is a commonly accepted date when Herod died so Jesus was born before that 5 or 6 BC then these guys turned up Magi the wise men The Magi from, we only know, are told that they came from the east. There are a couple of options. There are, you know, obviously there could be more. But just keeping it simple, if they came from uh, the northeast, uh, then it would be something like Parthia or Persia or somewhere over there. If they came from the southeast, it could be Arabia. We don't know which one it is. But if you think in terms of, well, if you think of Parthia, which is my personal preference, but anyway, think of Perth. And if Brisbane is Bethlehem, then they came from way across there, that distance, about two or three thousand kilometres. And then think of Hobart. 
Now imagine seeing the star in the sky and then you make a decision saying a new king has been born in Israel and we are going to visit him to worship him and take gifts. And they set off, donkeys, camels, walking, caravan, however they did it. Um, It would have been a long, long journey. No hotels and motels and supermarkets along the way. They had to take their own food with them. They would have recouped some of that as they travelled relying on hospitality of others. So when they arrived in Jerusalem, I'm just suggesting, after months and months and months, after a long time of walking, of travelling, by the time they got to Jerusalem, why'd they go to Jerusalem? Because a king, a new king had been born in Israel. Where would the king be? Jerusalem, the capital city. That's why they went to Jerusalem. They're not following the star. The star appeared and then it disappears again. And they set off on their journey. And then when they get to Jerusalem, they're hot and tired and dusty and travel-worn. And they start asking the question, where is the child who has been, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? And that news would have started to spread through Jerusalem and eventually it reached the ears of a person called Herod. They also said, uh, we saw his star in the east where it rose and we have come to worship him. We saw his star, not the star, not a star, we saw his star and we have come to worship him. There's some sort of spiritual awareness about these guys. Before we move on, just a little bit more about the Magi. There are lots of myths and legends and traditions and so on. <clears throat> By the Middle Ages, we even have their names, Gaspar, Balthazar and Melchior. We don't know their names. We don't know how many they were. We don't know where they're from exactly. We don't know their royal status, regardless of the hymn, We're Three Kings. We don't know the colour of the skin. We don't know what they rode, if they rode anything, and nor do we know their names. Marco Polo, interesting, Marco Polo the explorer, not Marco Polo the guy in the swimming pool who sings out, Marco, <coughs> not him, the other one. In his travels, he came to a Persian village where they claimed that this village was the point of origin for where the Magi left on their journey to Jerusalem, local tradition. And there are lots of other things, you know, 12th century, a German bishop thinks he discovered the skulls of the wise men and so on. We don't know any of that to be true. So these guys turn up in Jerusalem asking questions. Word spreads. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? There's already a king, King Herod. This is going to be a replacement king. And so when Herod hears about this, Herod is disturbed And Herod now is getting on. He's heading close to the, he's either in his 70s or very close to it. And he's not well, he's sick. But Herod is a very cruel man, he's a tyrant. He had two of his eldest sons eliminated because he didn't want them to rule after him. That's how mean he was. In fact, he was not very popular. And he knew that when he passed away and he was getting close to it, he knew that there were, nobody in Jerusalem was going to cry for him, so he arrested, he had 70 of the elders of, of Jerusalem arrested and put in prison with the instructions that when he passed away that they were to be slain so that their families would be crying in Jerusalem. So tears would be shed on the day that he died because he knew nobody would cry for him. That's why it says he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. What will this mad king do? He's more than capable of doing terrible things. Well, the passage says he did some research. He called together the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he said to them, notice that he puts it together. They're asking, where is the king of Israel? He says, that's the Messiah. 
So he had some knowledge. God was knocking on his door. God was trying to reach him even in his senior years. But he rejects it all. He pushes it away all the time. Where is the Messiah to be born? Well, they know the answer. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. That's what it says in the prophets, Micah 5 verse 2. So they know the scriptures, they know the answer. And Bethlehem is less than 10 kilometres away. Then Herod called the wise men, the Magi, secretly. And he's got a question for them. He was disturbed by them. Why are you here? When he met them, he had no more fears. They're not a threat. This babe is the threat. So he's got one question for them. What was the exact time that you saw this star appear? And they would have told him. 25th of December, 6 BC. (laughs) No, they wouldn't have said that. But they told him the exact time. A year ago, a year and a half ago, whenever it was. Why did Herod ask that question? Because he wants to know how old is this child now? Why does he want to know how old the child is? Because I'm going to kill him. I'm going to remove all claimants to my throne. I am the king of Israel. And anybody who wants to try and take my throne from me, be it even a little child, I will remove them. He's murderous in his heart. The wise men uh, hear that and he sent them to Bethlehem with his instructions. Go to Jerusalem, make careful search for the child. When you find him, report back to me and tell me so that I too can come and worship him, he says. He's not going to worship the Lord Jesus. His intent is to kill him. The wise men, the Magi, after they had heard Herod, they went on their way and the star which they had seen in the east um, when it rose appears again. When they saw it, scripture says, they were overjoyed, thoroughly excited. And this star is unusual because it went ahead of them. They're going from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, north, south. Stars don't go north, south. Stars go east, west. This is a very unusual star. And there's been lots of conjecture about it, and I'm not going to go into any of it because I don't think that's the focus. The star's not important. What's important is God became a man. That's where the focus should be. And God supernaturally, miraculously provides this direction for the wise men. This light, Shekinah glory or whatever it was, moves over the very house where Jesus is staying. Somehow it points to it. That's the place. And so they follow and on coming to the house, so it's not in a barn, it's not in a shed, it's not in a cave, it's in a house now. And he's no longer a baby, he's a child. (coughs) On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. What do they do? They bow down before him, like as before a king, and worshipped him, as in God. They had some spiritual insight. And then they opened their treasures and they presented to him three gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Before they gave their gifts, they gave their hearts. They bowed down and worshipped him and then they presented their treasures. That's the order for us as well. And these gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh are strange to us but very practical for them. Up until this point, Joseph and Mary would have been very poor. We know that because when they went to the temple 40 days after the birth of Jesus, they could only offer the poor person's offering, two turtle doves. Not a rich person, a lamb. But now they've gone given gold, frankincense and myrrh, which is very 
expensive, very valuable, very pleasing aromas, associated though often with death, which is theologically significant because Jesus coming into the world, Christmas is not about the birth of a baby, Christmas is about the birth of the Saviour. It's the Redeemer coming into the world to die for us, to save us from our sins. A few years ago, I went down to Woolworths on Boxing Day. And when I walked into, into Woolworths on Boxing Day, the very next day after Christmas, guess what, what was for sale? Hot cross buns. I like hot cross buns. But my initial reaction was, fair income. Already? Christmas had just finished yesterday. And now we're gearing up for Easter, which is months away. And then I thought about it, and I thought, actually, Woolworths, Woolworths is theologically correct. Why did Jesus come? To die. The cross needs to link to Christmas. The little baby grew up to become a man. It's the same Jesus who died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. So they should be linked. And the gold, the frankincense and the myrrh they could sell because they were about to go to Egypt, which would have been an expensive trip and expensive to stay there, particularly at Christmas time, you know, holiday prices. <laughs> and so... Now God is funding the trip for them to go. They go to bed that night, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to where? Their country. They are from the same country by another route. And that's what happens to us. When we come and discover who Jesus is, the Saviour, the Christ child, the Lord, the King then he will lead our lives and often he'll lead us in a different direction to the direction that we were going in. Matthew certainly wants to emphasise that for us. Here is a question for you that only you can answer. Is he your king? Is Jesus king of your life? The responses we can make to Christmas come out of this story are, are you like Herod? You're like the scribes, the teachers of the law? or you're like the Magi, where would you place yourself? And you might place yourself in between them, I guess, as well. Are you like Herod? Herod was a person who was pretty resistant. He followed the star of self. His world revolved around him. His holy trinity was me, myself, and I. He served himself and his own interests. And he was not, not only not interested in Jesus, he was actually quite hostile to him or to anybody else who wanted to tell him what to do, who wanted to be in charge of his life. Some people are like that. I hope you're not like that. Completely, not only resistant to Jesus, but actually murderous and intense, that if you could, you would, you'd kill him. You like Herod? Or you like the scribes, the teachers of the law? Their star was sort of religion. They, they knew a lot. They had all the right answers. Ask a question, where is the Messiah to be born? Bethlehem. But they did nothing. They had none of the right actions. The wise men travelled two, three thousand kilometres to pursue the new king of Israel, this Christ child whom they wanted to worship and present gifts to. They put themselves out. These teachers of the law and the scribes, they wouldn't go ten kilometres south to investigate what was the rumour going on in Jerusalem at that time. Just indifferent, just not interested. Not interested in Jesus being part of my life is that where you are or maybe you're still on the way and perhaps you're even like the wise the magi it's still wise to seek the Lord Jesus 
The wise men follow the light that they had. Star appeared, that was a trigger for them. And God was using that to communicate to them now. God came into their world and spoke in a way that they would get it, they would understand. God's doing that in your life. God is not far from us, he's near us. He's right behind us. And he says, if you seek me with all your heart, then you will find me. Wise men certainly did. All God says is, just stop running, turn around, and I'm there. He's as near to us as he possibly can be. Though we've drifted far from God, he has pursued us. He came into our world to reconcile us to himself. Christmas is him continuing that process that will lead to Easter, which will lead to the resurrection. The wise men saw the star. God used the star, led them to Jerusalem, to the scriptures. It's the scriptures that led them to Bethlehem. They seek the saviour king, they worship him and they give gifts to him because he is their king. He is the rightful king. And all the way through the gospels, you will find that Jesus is referred to as the king. When he rode the donkey into Jerusalem at Easter time, just before Easter, the people were shouting out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the king of Israel. When he died on the cross, that's what the sign said when Herod uh, Pilate wrote it above him. This is Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. When Jesus returns, then on his robe is going to be written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Do you worship him as your king? Are you his subject? Is he Lord of all of your life? Is he on the throne of your life? When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, your kingdom come. That happens right now in me, your kingdom. You're the king, I am the subject, I obey you. There was a a young guy joined the Navy. He went to his commander in chief or his commanding officer and asked for permission to have the weekend off because he wanted to attend a wedding. He was given permission and the commanding officer told him, but you will report back here by Sunday, 7 p.m. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm in the wedding, I'm attending a wedding. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. You're in the Navy now and we are in charge of your time. You'll report back here at seven. That's what it's like when Jesus is in our life. We're not in charge anymore. He's the king. We follow and do what he wants to do. So here is the question that only you can answer. Is Jesus your king? That's why he came, to be king. Jesus is for all of us, for all people. Distance is no barrier. Giving is part of our worship. And once we do meet Jesus, like the wise men, we'll go back a different way. They're the various responses we're going to pray. Can I invite you to stand with me and we'll pray together to finish our service? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this wonderful season, Christmas, where we get to be reminded, where we get to reflect that you're the God who came into our world pursuing us to redeem us. You came to redeem us, to reveal the Father and to ruin Satan's work. Lord Jesus, continue your work in each one of us. Receive the glory and honour due to you as our King. We love you and we worship you on this, your birthday. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said... God bless everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a safe day. And don't forget to say to Jesus, often today, happy birthday, Lord Jesus. Uh, before you go, let's have a chocolate and enjoy this song. Please be seated.